Crunch away, crunch away, crunch away, uh huh. Crunch away, crunch away, crunch away, uh huh. That's right. Here on the empty bowl, we have fused uh, the peak of Inya, Inya's relaxating, relaxating, <laughs> Dan. Yes, that's relaxating. what we do on the show. <laughs> we uh, uh, the name of that song, of course, Orinoco Flow. But now. We're letting the milk flow here on the Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. A time for you to unwind and just relax. My name is uh, Justin McElroy, and I'm a cereal enthusiast. My name is Dan Hubert, and I am a cereal, cereal surrealist. Uh, I and that, that. I, I regularly editorialize about uh, the weirdest parts about the cereal culture. Mm-hmm. Sort of a, uh, always an unusual time of year, uh, this, this gap between monster cereals and holiday cereals. Mm-hmm, Anything yeah. could happen, really. Uh, we're not seeing a lot of um, uh, cereal innovation typically, but I see a slate of news here that is uh, bound to wet the palate of uh, any cereal connoisseur. Yeah, there is a, a, a good variety here that spans every holiday from now until next spring. So um, starting outside of the holiday stuff, we have a, another addition to the Toast Crunch family. Uh, if you haven't had enough of those crazy, crazy squares quite yet. Um, so I believe in the last episode, we talked about the, the remix pouches that were coming from General Mills that included a chocolate toast crunch uh, edition that had chocolate toast crunch pieces vanilla checks as well as caramel corn um, and conspicuously absent are this these new cereal pieces coming that is cinnamon toast crunch chocolate churros um, it's it's kind of exactly how it sounds if you remember cinnamon toast crunch churros from not too long ago mm-hmm. those basically tasted exactly like regular cinnamon toast crunch but they were in this longer more noodly and ridged shape kind of like a cereal masticoli almost okay um, a little bit challenging to eat and it would stab your palate a little bit not so much the the serrated texture of a crunch berry but still something very very different than the squares you're used to um and i guess it's kind of a no-brainer to expand that line of cinnamon toast crunch churros into the chocolate realm as well uh what are your thoughts on chocolate toast crunch in general you know what i'm sitting here trying to figure out if i've ever had it and i don't know that i've tried it it's such a weird one because it seems like people email me pretty regularly saying how they can't find this stuff anymore. Um, and it's, it's been released, discontinued, and re-released a few times. But it is pretty interesting that it combines both cinnamon and chocolate flavor, so that's exciting. Um, mm-hmm. It's not exactly the most mind-blowing of the Toast Crunch family. I personally don't see why we can't get peanut butter Toast Crunch back, and by extension, a peanut butter Toast Crunch churro cereal. Um, but that's just um, sort of fan service. I am nevertheless mm-hmm. excited about Cinnamon Toast Crunch Chocolate Churro Cereal because while it is not exactly the most innovative, it puts all the right words together in one cereal to make something that will probably probably be satisfying. And we, I feel like this is another one that we sort of incepted because I feel like when we were talking about churros, uh, mm-hmm. the multi-meal offering, we were talking about the lack of a chocolate component that's so sort of essential to the churro experience. Right, it's definitely been a hot year for the churro. Between that, the the Kellogg's Panaderia, 
panaderia uh, churro cereal, as well as the Kellogg's Pop-Tarts chocolatey churro, um, kind of just brought this whole tubular dessert back into the spotlight. And I guess um, I might be speaking a little bit too soon saying that we're ending the year strong with Cinnamon Toast Crunch chocolate churros, because there's always room for more churros on the breakfast shelf, of course. But uh, churros fans, be warned, it's, gonna, it's only going to get better. Uh, I'm looking forward to it now. Um, uh, what, <laughs> I looked at this and had a little bit, uh, this next news story and had a little bit of, um, uh, dissociation, Caught, mm-hmm. blame it on this time of year. <laughs> um, but fruity pebbles, uh, bunnies. <laughs> well, this is two separate items and I realized okay. I, I worded okay. it a little bit weirdly on our, our episode agenda, but if we start with fruity pebbles, candy bars, so Frankfurt is a candy company. Uh, releasing all kinds of just zany stuff. And it came to our attention not too long ago that already at Walmart, the brand is releasing Fruity Pebbles bars, which are essentially just these sort of, it appears to be white chocolate bars studded with Fruity Pebbles cereal pieces throughout. Nothing too wild. Um, In my experience with this type of brand, it's not going to be the highest quality chocolate. Um, I think a lot about have you ever had like the M&M's candy bars before? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Where it's like not the greatest quality chocolate, but the mouthfeel of it is somehow really, really appealing that you have yeah. this smooth chocolate and then you bite into it and there's these little crispity crunchities, um, you know, bedazzled throughout. So taking the, the typical milk chocolate, flipping it to white chocolate and taking the, the chocolate crunchities uh, from the, the M&M's candy bar that I'm probably the only fan of, by the way, um, and really, really reimagining it as a Fruity Pebbles confection. You can probably imagine that this will be much like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Chocolate Churros, an acceptable treat that uh, is unlikely to blow all that many minds. The, um, the art of this thing, if you head over to seriallessly.net, you'll see this uh, this bunny. And the box art is really fantastic. First it says, post Fruity Pebbles, and then there's pictures of Fruity Pebbles, and then there's a bunny that clearly has Fruity Pebbles inside it. And then there's a little insert that says filled with fruity pebbles because I, <laughs> in case you were curious, sort of what's cooking here. And then yeah. at the bottom, it says cereal and candy, which I love because <laughs> it does what it says in the tin. Here it is, folks. It's cereal and candy together. Yes. The cereal industry has a really, really we- weird relationship with uns and ands and ampersands and that there's uh-huh. really no consistency there. But yeah, but yeah um, in addition to that Fruity Pebbles candy bar, we learned about that, which is already appearing at Walmart stores. And then like the day after, somebody showed me a picture of this Fruity Pebbles bunny from the same candy company. Um, and I guess we can assume that's coming in Easter. I, I mean, I know that we're seeing Christmas cereals on shelves already, but to see the bunnies already would be a really, really weird uh, anachronistic effect. But mm-hmm. it's also interesting that, if you remember, uh, Frankfurt, the same candy company, was the one who released the Fruit Loops bunnies for last Easter. So mm. somehow some sort of contract must have expired that they swapped their fruity cereal of choice from the Loops to the Pebbles. And I can't imagine that this bunny is going to be too much different from last year's Fruit Loops edition. I know that the two cereals have some different sort of overwhelming taste notes. Um, but it's sure to be uh, a satisfying experience all the same. You get all your, your cereal, your uns, and uh, your chocolate all together. Um, uh, I see you've mistyped the headline for this next story, which really should be, 
world will not receive Count Chocula roll-ups because the world is full of cowards. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of consistent year to year that we will get Count Chocula treats as we are this year, which are these little tiny granola bar type cereal bar things that have Count Chocula pieces with a marshmallowy goo uh, all bordered by a sort of chocolate layer on the bottom. And complementing those and returning this year are both booberry fruit roll-ups and frankenberry fruit roll-ups as well. Um, I have hypothesized what a sort of chocolate fruit roll-up would be like, but it's it's more like the skin on a pudding pie in my brain more than anything. So I, I'm I feel kind like of a, a very, very flat Tootsie Roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of uh, steamrolled or, or used with a rolling pin. But yeah, I think it's been a long time since I've tried the blueberry or Frankenberry fruit roll-ups. What's really, really interesting here is that much like this year's Count Chocolate treats, they're using the vintage box art and the vintage mascot designs and... Sure, Count Chocula's uh, vintage caricature is really, really cool, but there's just something about the vintage booberry design that hits different. He just looks kind of like he's he's out of it all the time. He's very, very simplistic. He's kind of yeah. just chilling. He's offering you this bundle of fruit roll-ups. Uh, <laughs> and then you got Frankenberry, who with his classic design has the strawberries on his fingernails. And it's really, really just a good throwback that I don't know why they limited it to just this year's sort of peripheral monster cereal products as we discussed in a previous episode this year's monster cereals uh themselves have the same box art as last year and i think the year before that too so it kind of seems like a no-brainer to me to just do vintage box art all the time because with the many many failings that people complain about for the annual monster cereals this is one easy win to just you know use a different JPEG um, and make people a whole lot happier. But have you tried these fruit roll-ups before? I have not. I might track some down. They are interesting because they're a lot more vividly flavored than their companion cereals. Um, Mm. Frankenberry's flavor is called Strawberry Scream. um, And and as so, it'll make you scream with atomic sort of candied strawberry flavor. Uh, But Booberry's, on the other hand, is... Oh, I believe it's called Razzle Boo Blitz. If you can, say, if you can say that out loud a few times, I, it's kind of a tongue twister there. But that trades Booberry's sort of nebulous berry flavor, which you kind of assume is blueberry, but even in the cereal, you can't really necessarily get that. For a much, much more puckering and sour blue raspberry flavor that really, really, in my opinion, should be brought to the cereal as well because Booberry, out of the three monster cereals that typically show up, tends to have the weakest overall cereal flavor. Um, speaking of innovation in flavor, you and I are, are uh, pretty pretty rough on cereals that don't try to uh, evolve the uh, the landscape at all. And uh, obviously last year, Elf on the Shelf cereal uh, sort of contributed to that din uh, but it seems like we might actually get a little bit of variance this year, a little bit of brave new world coming to us from a licensed cereal. So out of all the random one-off cereals that I never expected to return, let alone have a sequel, it mm-hmm. was Elf on the Shelf sugar cookie cereal with marshmallows from last year was certainly at the top of the most forgettable list. Um, but it, it must have sold well enough, or at least the the Elf on the Shelf lobbyists in this country were successful enough to get a new version of Elf on the Shelf cereal onto shelves. 
Um, but <laughs> Elf on the shelf on the shelf. Yeah. Um, but instead of something that we've seen before, this is a very, very rare contribution to serial history that we are getting Elf on the shelf. Candy cane. <clears throat> sorry, let me start over. Elf on the Shelf Vanilla Candy Cane Cookie Cereal. Uh, so you can abbreviate that as E-O-T-S-V-C-C-C, uh, just for shorthand. Sure. Um, but for simplicity's sake. Yeah, yeah. This brings back the same star-shaped cereal pieces as we saw in the previous Elf on the Shelf cereal, which is also returning. The sugar cookie one is. But they mix it up this year by instead of having the really, really boring like white pill marbits, they actually look like little peppermint rounds with the the nice little swirl and as far as i know this is the first cereal to include mint flavor without a chocolate component to complement that and so Mm -hmm. i'm really interested to see how well mint can stand alone in this cereal because historically and especially in this year vanilla has not uh had a great track record for cereal flavorings so i I really hope that peppermint can carry this elf on the shelf variant yeah i mean what else other than this you've got uh, that one drumstick variety and Thin Mints. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of many others that have introduced mint. No, I think that's that's pretty much it. Um, uh, so I look forward to that. I think I'd like to try it. It looks kind of weirdly good. Mm-hmm. I mean, much like Elf on the Shelf, it, it'll creep up on you. Yeah. Uh, y- you know, we can look forward to, to the cereals of tomorrow, but I am... Uh, I'm interested in the cereals of today, Dan. What, what's <laughs> what's cooking? Well, this is kind of a cereal today that's also a cereal of yesteryear. But if you remember in the last episode, of course, we talked about retro recipe Golden Grams, Honey is Back edition. But So that one debuted on shelves first, and it seemed like a really, really strange product to come out of nowhere, especially from Golden Grams, which tends to not really innovate as a cereal brand. But not long after that, General Mills announced that uh, Retro Recipe Golden Grams was only one-fourth of a larger ultimate taste comeback that was also going to include uh, tricks, uh, which is not actually new in any way. They're trying to say that this is the return of Fruity Shapes when they brought back Fruity Shapes two years ago and it's just like that sort of <laughs> disparity between trick shapes just bounces back and forth every couple of years and it's, it's kind of gaslighting us into believing uh, that one thing is normal versus something that's new and of course you have the very very strong opinion that the original trick spheres are better than the shapes in general so um i'm not sure how you feel about that one but yeah that i think that that's uh duplicitous that's my that's my personal opinion. I and I prefer spheres for whatever it's worth. Duplicitous, a trick, if you will. A trick, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but joining Golden Grams and tricks, not really new tricks, are also Cocoa Puffs and Cookie Crisp, which are getting mm. these sort of new old flavor changes. And I guess we can start with Cookie Crisp in that it it, it, it proclaims that it has more chocolatey chip coo flavor. Oh, that's five O's specifically, uh, just for anyone who's keeping score at home. But when you get down to the reality of it, that's kind of a confusing statement because there's not any more chocolate chip flavor. If anything, there's less. But I would agree that there's a lot more kauki flavor in this kauki crisp. Um, (laughs) So that means there's a lot more of a buttery vanilla sheen to it that kind of undercuts the chocolate chip there a little bit to give you 
a final cookie crisp product that isn't necessarily better or worse, much like the Golden Grahams. I think it's going to be a matter of preference whether you like this version better than before. Um, but unlike the Golden Grahams, there's not really a clear frame of reference here as to what they did. So, I, I mean, if you're a Cookie Crisp fan, uh, if you're somehow not eating Chips Ahoy cereal instead, which is already sort of superior, uh, you might want to give that one a try. Um, the Cocoa Puffs, on the other hand, which basically just claim to have more chocolate flavor, I, I don't know how a cereal company can reformulate a cereal with the express goal of making it more chocolatey and somehow end up with a product that is less chocolatey than before. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find it pretty staggering. So if there's anything good about these reformulated Cocoa Puffs is that they seem to have made the spheres a little bit smaller and a little bit denser, which kind of gets rid of one of the biggest problems of corn-based cereals and that with more densities, there's less of that, uh, you know, corn air trapped inside that just sort of uh, leaks out gaseously and ruins the entire experience. That's not to encourage cereal manufacturers to just make smaller and tighter corn cereals in the future, but that's the only thing really keeping these Cocoa Puffs from being entirely unredeemable. The chocolate flavor just isn't there. I mean, you might remember a few years ago, they, they tried a Cocoa Puffs reformulation as well, and actually quantifiably said that this has 50% more cocoa flavor. And when I tried mm -hmm. those, it was true. I could definitely taste a lot more real cocoa powder. And here, the whole thing just seems, sure, crunchier, but a whole lot duller overall. Uh, well, that is, that's a shame, Dan. It's um, sad. There's just so many things you could do with like a, a taste comeback type idea that I really think they need to put their money where our mouths are and, and bring back a flavor that's been discontinued rather than ambiguously tweaking something that we can't really... Yeah. Uh, fact check them on, I guess. Let's bring back goat flour. Yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, we're never going to stop saying that. <laughs> uh, does elf cereal fare any better? Where did you find elf cereal? I want to eat elf cereal. Is that Menards? Menards <laughs> is always on the cutting edge, I feel like. No, no, these got sent to me as well. I'm sorry that oh, uh, oh, oh, you didn't oh. get the memo. You didn't get invited no, no, to, no, the, to the elf to cereal point, party, Dan. but it was pretty sweet. Um, lots of other great stuff. Oh, yeah, Will Ferrell was there, you know. Oh, but, my. <laughs> Uh, cotton-headed niggy muggins. Yeah, yeah. Um, elf cereal is a maple cereal uh, based off of Buddy the Elf's favorite flavor, of course. And I was a little bit surprised with these because, first of all, it's much like the Cocoa Puffs that I just mentioned. And these are smaller and more compact uh, corn puffs than what I'm used to. So the crunch factor there is pretty solid. Mm. And it seems with the flavor that they were trying to go with a waffle crisp type effect... So there's a lot of those flavor echoes of my favorite now discontinued cereal in there. Uh, it just doesn't obviously quite hit the same. It's not as dense as a Waffle Crisp piece, and the, the sort of pine tree marshmallows scattered throughout really just make the whole thing too sweet if you eat more than a few handfuls of it. Mm -hmm. So I think this one was a noble effort, um, but much like the nearly two-decade-old uh, movie that it's based off of, I think this is too little too late. Shameful. That's too. That's too bad. Yeah, sounded pretty yeah. good. And uh, I see sugar cookie toast crunch. Any changes there? 
No, no, no changes there. I just feel like since this is sort of the the star of the returning holiday serial mm. season, we should once more remind people that this is the one that's probably most worth your money in terms of you know <sighs> Yuletide breakfast time. Um, it just looks. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's it's so hard to describe though. How would you describe the sugar cookie toast crunch experience? Um. It's it's uh it's like cinnamon toast crunch with all that bothersome nuance of cinnamon <laughs> getting in the way. Yeah, it's certainly very very sweet. It's certainly got a lot of that caramelized buttery goodness as well. It's but the that one sense of like biting into a, a cookie that has too much frosting on it, like that flavor mm-hmm. of like wow that's sweet. But I am gonna go more back for just one more bite real quick. Yeah, this is the one that I'm I'm sad to say I kind of have almost ruined myself on from eating so much of it year after year after year, adding mm-hmm. eggnog from time to time just to spike oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I taste it now, and it's kind of like how everyone has that one drink from college that they can't really drink anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I love you, Sugar Cookie Toast Crunch, but we have a history, and we really need to uh, you know, keep things on professional terms. We can have a bowl or two at the, at the office party, but yeah. uh, let's be respectable about it. Um. We asked you folks uh, for your ideal cereal restaurant tie-in. Uh, what was the context of this, Dan? Well, we had the very, very specific Barnes & Noble Cafe Cinnamon Toast Crunch cookie. Uh, right. I wanted to see if anyone could top that in terms of obscurity. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's see how everybody did. Hello, Dan. Hello, Justin. This is Shane from Sacramento the most obscure non-supermarket entity they could make a cereal crossover I'd be excited about would be candles or incense and cereals. Smell is such a huge part of the way we experience taste. Imagine eating your pecan and maple brown sugar honey bunches with the scent of the forest filling the room and being transported to a cabin in the woods for the span of a bowl. The added layer of scent could be a new way of experiencing cereal for all of us. Thank you for all you guys do. Hi, Dan and Justin. My name is Perry Lee from Alabama. One of the businesses to not have a prominent cereal crossover that surprises me the most is the Cracker Barrel, that home of southern kitsch and corn-fed consumerism. This leads me to one of my favorite treats at the Cracker Barrel and how a cereal could fit right in. I'm imagining a Crave-esque cereal with a flaky biscuit shell surrounding an apple butter core. The Cracker Barrel's apple butter remains one of their more authentic offerings, and I stand firm for it being one of the finest pairings with that classic buttery scone cousin that is the biscuit. A biscuit ring cereal with molasses marbits might also be charming. Thank you for your good works in this time of troubles. Uh, I almost never uh, interject with the listener emails, <laughs> but I wanted to describe for everybody the horrifying moment that I thought that gentleman was about to describe uh, a Crave-type cereal with biscuit on the outside and gravy <laughs> on the center. Oh, man. I was very ready for that. And if I have to live with that memory, everybody else listening uh, will help me in, in processing it. We're all sh- going to share it together. Okay, sorry. Back to the voicemails. Hi, Dan and Justin. This is Jackson, Minnesota. I think an interesting serial tie-in could link to the eventual triumphant return 
of the grape that owes cereal legacy in the form of a promotional bagel at Einstein Bros or Brugger's or any other national chain. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great soothing cereal work. Uh, wonderful as always, everybody. Um, uh, questions. Let's see. We talked about holiday baked goods. What? What? Uh, anything on your mind, Dan? Anything you'd like people to weigh in on? Okay. So the Elf cereal leads me to ask: What is a movie that's over fifteen years old <laughs> that you would make a modern cereal out of? <laughs> I let's say this: <laughs> movie that's older than fifteen years old, but less than thirty years old. Okay, it has yeah. to fall in that gap. <laughs> fifteen years, man. <laughs> Just as a bizarre, your luck. Luckily, I won't uh, uh, keep it to the exact year that Elf was was made. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Dan, a lot of people don't know. Oh, I should mention, by the way, if you want to send something there, go to uh, uh, bowl dot rest, and you can find a little button that lets you send us a message. If you want to plug in a mic to your computer and do that way, that's great. But your phone's fine too. Just be sure you keep it cool keep it quiet keep it calm um now dan a lot of people won't know this no one would aside from you and i i guess but we actually delayed our recording a day because uh you had a hunch that there was some uh some monster sized news uh headed our way (laughs) uh what what came what came of that yeah well not too long ago general mills teased that um they would be releasing some sort of huge news uh, about the monster shields that would make this Halloween extra special. Um, and already knowing that we have the the cereals that have come out without new box art, uh, we have the obviously the treats and the fruit roll-ups. And let me just say, I didn't get to say this earlier, but how much of a no-brainer would it be to make Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy fruit by the foot to pair with the fruit roll-ups? people oh, come yeah, on absolutely come on. He, yeah there's that but it wasn't that unfortunately the news reveal uh but otherwise uh general mills partnered with movie special effect artist carly morse to release three giant-sized monster cereal busts based on count chocula frankenberry and booberry and they are going to give them away on their instagram page um so if you're listening to this first of all uh, you probably don't have a lot of time because the sweepstakes is ending on Thursday, October 22nd. So what you have to do, if you want to win these, is go to General Mills' Instagram page, look for the post featuring these busts, uh, comment using the hashtag that they have listed, and also like the post. And that's all it takes. Um, but that is assuming that you want to win these. Um, <laughs> have you looked at these? Because... I did not expect them to be so scary. They're horrifying. I actually really like them. I think that they're really funny, uh, but I, I, they are very scary, yes. Like, do you ever see those? They're kind of like clickbaity articles that's like famous cartoon characters modeled as real humans, and it's just these horrible 3D renderings of like Mario or like Ed, Ed, and Eddie with really, really like Yes, that is exactly what them. it looks like. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, with the exception of Booberry, which has a very, very interpretive, almost like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas uh, element to it, these are 
very, very outlandish and hyperbolized versions of the monster shields that we love so much. They are detailed, they are certainly very, very professionally sculpted, but I'd be very scared to leave one of these at the foot of my bed because it would probably move in the middle of the night. Yeah, it is. I, I would tell you to seek out an image of this, but you should do it when you're no longer in the mood to be in a meditative state of mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, it, it was sad, though, because when they first teased this news, a lot of people thought it was going to be uh, monster serial masks. And having just watched Halloween 3, I thought that would be a very, very cool idea to sort of retroize the masks and mass produce them. But these are kind of one of a kind little things. So uh, they are they are monsters of their own right. Um. Thank you so much for listening to our, our podcast about cereal. We hope you found a little more relaxed than you were when you began. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to bowl.rest and you'll find a, a link there where you can pledge anywhere from a buck to like 10 bucks per month for the show. Um, you can also find a t-shirt, an empty bowl t-shirt. If you go to McElroyMerch.com, you'll find that there. Uh, what else, what else, Dan? What am I forgetting? As always, we'd like to thank Emily Loper, both for editing our show and designing those wonderful t-shirts, uh, Chris Zabriskie for his opening theme of The Sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow, and Bria Davis for designing our perfectly pastel pink uh, podcast art. And uh, that is going to be it for this particular episode. Uh, until next time, for Dan Gaber, my name is Justin McRoy. Thank you for listening to The Empty Bowl, and as always, don't, don't forget... forget- to to drink the milk you got it that's great yeah you finally got it dan yeah yeah that's we're, it. Finding, we're finding new ways at it every 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 week 